You are listening to the Break Free From Your Monkey Mind podcast, where you will be introduced to various techniques, ideas, and guests, providing you with ways to improve your mental health and help you take the first step towards your goals and aspirations. Let us inspire you today to learn, grow, and succeed. Here's your host, Tony Gordon. Hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to Break Free From Your Monkey Mind. We are on season four, episode seven. I'm Leanne, and my co-host tonight is Tony. Hi, Tony. Hi, Leanne. Nice to be here again. Lovely to see you. And we have Karen Font on tonight. So hi, Karen. Hi, how you doing? Really well, thank you. So Karen, before we start, we like to just find out a little bit about who you are. So, um, tell me who Karen is. Um, have you got all day? Oh, I've got all I, night. Go for okay. it. <laughs> Everyone grab a copper, you know, for, you know, let's just go. I am Karen. Hello, nice to meet you. I'm from Uniquely Your World Wellbeing, and I am totally ADHD. Totally neurodivergent. Okay, so Karen, um, we do this every week. We always are. Tony's laughing because we ask everybody every week to tell us about who you are and you. everyone goes straight into um, why they're here, the condition they suffer with or why they're here. So we know, obviously, um, you just said ADHD, but let's push that aside for one second. Tell us about Karen, your hobbies, your interests, who you are. Oh, Karen is a nutter. Karen um uh, right it's called spotlight on Karen day is it okay fair it enough is. so I am a nutter um I can be very um put my foot in it sometimes but I'm very lovable I am very lovable and I lead from the heart so you got any hobbies Um, no, not the minute. Wouldn't mind having a go at pottery though. Okay, yeah. So, um, like pottery. Oh, pottery throw down. Oh, yeah, fancy that manipulating all the pottery stuff. Anyway, we won't go there. That's for like, um, anyway, that's the ghost. That's moment, for a different yeah. issue. Yeah, that's yes. re- reliving your Patrick Swayze film. Yeah, oh. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, stop it, I'm not flush, stop it. <laughs> so, Karen, um, why are you here? What are you going to educate us about oh, tonight? Why am I here? I'm going to educate you all about labels, not the ones you wear, ones that people have or don't have. I'm going to talk to you all about neurodiversity, neurodivergent. What's the difference? Dun, dun, dun. So come with me, grab a cuppa, and let's dive in. Do, 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 do. So I'm neurodivergent, as you can tell, because I'm a bit... I've got, I can't sit still, have you noticed? Because sometimes, you know, when you're actively listening, and people are like, I've got to do this, and yeah. No, I can't do that. I've got to do something. I've got to move, because I've got to... If I sit still, I will burst. Um, over the years, I've had negativity. I've had the, are you all right, dear? When I've disclosed 
that have got a neurodivergent condition, so it's ADHD, dyslexia, whatever else is under that umbrella, dyspraxia, um, what's the other one? Dyscalculia, they're all under neurodivergent umbrella. Um, now then there's a big thing of, do you disclose? Because then all this negativity comes in. Um, what else has happened? However, let's go back to labels a minute. I don't really like the word labels because people tend to live up to the label because I'm not male, I'm not a boy, um, and I'm not bouncing around the room. What about the girl that sits in the corner and daydreams? They can have ADHD too because you don't see that part of it. Um, the label situation, I have used the label only to get me help when I was going through university. So I got my computer, I got extra time. That's the time that I use, please can I have a bit of extra help? But it's the amount of paperwork that you've got to swim through. It's like swim through treacle to try and get one, a diagnosis, and two, help for whatever you need. Even in a corporate environment, trying to get help, there is work. There's a scheme out there. I can't remember what it's called that's off my head. Access to work, you can get extra yeah. computers and things like that. But I did that one time with um, an ex-corporate place I used to work in. I went, hello, I need help, you need to get this. They didn't believe me, and they asked me to go for further testing, even though I presented them with everything that I needed to present them with. They didn't believe me, and I went, okay. So they spent an extra let's say £600, whatever it was, just to prove that I was telling the truth. So I had a fear of, oh, they don't believe me. And then there's that little bit of like negative Nelly type thing of they're looking at me. They're, I'm waiting for somebody to pick me up on my mistakes instead of going, oh, do you want me to help? And I'll proofread that. You know, that proverbial thing when you're at school and the red pen comes out from the teacher. And your whole page is full of red pen. So when you're at work and you're typing something out and you send an email and everyone's going, you spelt that wrong, you've put that comma in and, and all that sort of business, that doesn't really bode well with me. So just jumping back a little bit, Karen, um, when was you actually diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia and um, the other? Dyslexia was in Pretton high school okay and ADHD wasn't until I went all the way to university when I was it's got to be 30 okay so backtracking even further before you was diagnosed with either of those how did you cope throughout school um obviously with your learning and your relationship with people Oh, I was the little kid in the corner by herself. Believe it or not, the little kid in the corner that was like, why are they all talking? Why? Why are they in a little gang? I mean, then I'd have like me little friends, but it'd be one-to-one -one friend rather than a group of friends. Um, and me learning, I was just, I was too busy looking at the clouds outside because if you don't hold my attention, then my brain's off in a different dimension doing unicorns and frogs and 
it's a lovely place to be sometimes, you know, when you don't want to be I'm here. I used to just... say sometimes I think a lot of adults would love to be in that place rather than where they actually are. But exactly. Yeah. But yeah. one thing for me, talking to people, that, before we go into the labels part, you're right, we'll leave that now because anybody who's listened to the full series of this will know how much I love talking about labels. But the one thing that really does come through through a lot of this is how people feel when they do start to feel these, when they start to realise maybe I might be different from them. Maybe, mm. or is it they're actually just different from me rather than the opposite way around? How did that make you feel when you started having those thoughts? Like, why are they all talking and I'm not? Why are they all acting the way they are? Why are they in these groups? How did that make you feel? Um, at the time, um, I didn't even realise it was just part of life. But it's only now looking back that I was like, bloody hell, I must have been lonely. Mm. Or I must have been trying to fit in or trying too hard to fit in, whatever fitting in is. Um, but at the time, I'd be like, oh, hey-ho. I just carried on. It was just Did, my little thing. Was you left alone or was you bullied? No, I was left alone. You, so nobody kind of bullied you for, for what they would think was being different? Nope, I was just... No, yeah. but there may be a reason for that as well, because like Kana said, the people who get bullied are normally ones who are believed susceptible to that. So they come across as weak or they mm. come across as naive. Karen wouldn't have came across as either of them because she never gave that part out of herself to actually show any of those things. So because she was more insular, really, in her own world with it, that wouldn't have suited a bully. A bully would want someone who they know they're going to get something out of. If they're not sure we can, they could look an idiot in front of all their friends. If they started bullying, she went, why are you doing that? That first question, is something like that to be asked, which to you would have been a normal question, to them would have been, I don't like this because that's not the reaction I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And it already puts them back in the back foot. So I understand yeah. that. Looking yeah. back, I'm saying, I can think of people in my school who were the ones who were bullied like me. I got that when I was younger. I've told that on here before. But I also remember ones who we thought were just, on nerds, we called it because they were so quiet, Certainly called, they must be doing it because they're studying or because they're the teacher's pet or because they are that bright, they don't need to mix with all the rest of them. But actually now you look on it and you say, maybe they were just different and we never actually understood that to be able to deal with that. And that's why I was interested how you would feel the opposite. Because for us, it would be, we don't know how to deal with that because the person just didn't mix and you don't know how to bring someone in. But then you said, you're right, when you said that you were in high school, and then suddenly things did start to come in at high school. Was it dyslexia, first of all, that yeah, came yeah. in high school? How did that come about if they didn't notice that all through primary? Oh, they just used to say, oh, you're getting your B's and D's mixed up. Never mind, carry on. I mean, it was the 70s, 80s, and it was like, oh, it should be fine. But then I've got no sense of time. So when someone says to me, meet me a half past, you can guarantee I'll either be four hours early or five hours late. Mm. There'll be nothing in between. And left and right, something to do with your brain hemisphere that you're left and right and mm -hmm. all that. Well, I, I've still got to go, oh, yeah, that's my left hand. Cool. And then if you want to remember anything, because it's your um, short-term memory, something to do with your short-term memory and your long-term memory and it all gets mixed up. I've got to make like little little acronyms to remember stuff. Mm -hmm. Or let's just say, now this, 
this is what everyone I just remember being in university and we were talking about hegemony. Don't know what it means, but I remembered the word by saying hedgehogs with money. Mm -hmm. Just like little things that you're like, wow, something's got to be associated with something for me to remember. So going back how I felt, I was just me. And it was like, accept me for me. But then I had a bit of when people say, you can't do that. I was like that. Do you want to bet? Watch mm. me. Attitude. You, had that, you had that determination and passion to prove people wrong. Or it could be called, um, is it avoidance, something avoidance thing? Somebody asks you the question and you get on the back foot and you go, I'm either going to kill you or I'm going to love you. And then when people say no, I'm like that, excuse me. Uh, you don't say no to me. I'm doing it anyway. Mm. Yeah. that's not a bad thing or bad attitude they have because that's how people get on in life and that oh, yeah. actually helps us with some what people would normally one of the questions they would ask when like going through that is how it impacted you through life well there will be things like that but because of your determination that you've got that must help you to overcome a lot of those issues that you've had as well I would just climb mountains and then go, oh, carry on. Well, a lot of people have said to me, that's amazing that you went back to school after so many years and back to university and got a degree. And I was like, okay, is it? I've got all these other qualifications that I'm like, and? And? What are qualifications anyway? What are they useful for? So did you find studying as you got older easier because you had more of an understanding of what you were dealing with um I think I studied more as I got older just to prove that I could okay and I still can yeah because I know um I have a family member who is dyslexic and um they are fantastic at drawing um that they're academic <clears throat> excuse me academically you know telling time like you say um reading writing they struggle with all of that but they only have to look at somebody turn away and they can draw them identically and it's absolutely amazing or they can remember every word of a film which I think is absolutely phenomenal to be able to do that um but even to this day they still can't tell the time or read or write but what they can do is they can't pronounce words um they struggle with their wording in they do a lot of garden work and that's their their career so they can pronounce latin and they can read latin but they can't read words today so i.e if somebody put down a plant name and um, say like a rose and then put the, the latin name for it next to it they'd be able to read the latin name but not the the rose so um Again, that's how their brains, their work. That's sequencing as well. Yeah. So it's completely like flipping it over. I mean, you put Latin in front of me, I wouldn't have a clue. I'd be like, no, no clue. But this person can reel off all these long-winded names. And I think, I've no idea what you're going on about. When you look it up, they're spot on. So that's their power. It's that's because it's something that interests them. They're going to keep it in their brain. Yeah. If something yeah. doesn't interest you, then you're just like, anyway, see ya, bye. Yeah, and I agree with that a lot because it's a passion that they've got. They've got the passion of, they've got green fingers, so they're passionate about planting and all that, so they want to learn it. 
and academically you know them growing up throughout school they struggled they didn't know what they were doing they you know they didn't know why they were struggling they just got kept told they're lazy they're stupid and everything else but again they've proved everybody wrong because they can read these latin words that I wouldn't I wouldn't have a clue so there is there is weaknesses and strengths to everybody getting rid of labels everyone's got a weakness and a strength you know one person can read latin and another person can't doesn't mean one person is more dyslexic than the other or one person is and one person isn't it's just obviously they've got their different strengths in it so yeah I, I mean I find it very fascinating how the human mind works and the brain works and you know how you can remember certain things that other people can't so you know studying for you did you um again memorize things that were relating to you so where you said like you know you gave it a little phrase there did you do that throughout your studies just to help you through um sometimes I did and sometimes it isn't what I had to do was repetitively write it down so I've got notebooks I can have four notebooks about the same thing to make mm. sure that it goes in but it's the action that makes my brain remember so if I'm like doing now if I doodle a little star I remember that it was here okay um you've just flicked off camera Karen <clears throat> I'm back on. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Very sensitive, this computer. Don't breathe on it. So, <laughs> yeah, even if I do start... Don't give it a label. It won't like it if you get a label and call it sensitive, you know. Oh, yeah, exactly. don't do that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's just dropped talking about that. It's getting a bit um, sensitive now. Yeah. I know. Sorry. I do normally say Sorry. to you, Karen... Can, I do normally say to you, Karen, when I talk to you, please sit on your hands because you've got a tendency of pressing buttons on your computer and you often disappear on me, so... <laughs> I know. Can't help it. <laughs> Yeah, so if I write, if I do a little doodle, I know that I was on, on here with you. That doodle represents this. Mm-hmm. Pictures and, yeah, I've got to do it repetitively. You, you did a little doodle to remember to come on to something like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in this. What doodle did you actually do to remember to come on to this podcast? <laughs> it was. Right, it ready. It was a little star and a little circle and, and I had a tail. Okay. Don't ask me. Lisa didn't, didn't attempt to draw me, so that's good. <laughs> I can't draw. I'm to saying that was the attempt to draw you. <laughs> hey, were you the star, Tony? Yeah, no, I was the circle with the tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the wee bit with the tail. That's Leanne. Okay, we'll leave that there. Right. So, what I really loved about it is that some people's I've heard interpretation of when they talk about human ADHD or any neurodivergent thing is. Which I have heard people say that they don't like small talk. They can be very direct. They don't like too much noise or too much chatter. Now, us three have not really stopped chatting since we came on. Even before we came on to this, we have a little chat just to warm the guests up before they come on. And we've not stopped. You're doing the opposite in nearly all the things I keep hearing about someone who is neurodivergent or ADHD. When people give this label for either of them, they, that's similar things that they say about people. You won't, they, they will give you a direct answer, but they won't give you anything else about it. They don't like the small talk, so don't do that. Just ask them the questions and leave it at that. But you don't. You've got a brilliant personality. It's very bubbly. It comes through. Um, it's also got a lot of energy. Now, that's different from a lot of people's interpretation of someone with ADHD or 
with being neurodivergent or any of these different titles they want to give it. How do you look at that then when you think you sell that way? Oh, that was a bit deep, that. Small talk sometimes can, it depends what mood I'm in, basically. If I'm in a mood of, yes, I can chat away till the heart's content, but there will be a time that I don't know and I need to shut myself down and shut myself away from everybody. Like it's sensory overload with lights and noises and, Mm -hmm. and everything else that goes on where most of the time I can chat away to me hard content it just depends what mood because if a minute I say a tigger mood I'll be like way five times worse than this and this is not bad this is just me being me um but there is times that I can be totally serious totally on the nose with everything and then there's times that I can be very vicious with my tongue I've been told and I can like cut an atmosphere with, like a knife you know like everyone's chatting and me building in with my size fours and then go and cut things up like and then go but what I found is when I've done that people have gone you know that's nasty and I haven't realized that I've said it or realized what I've done but if there's something that I need to say if I sit on it I would explode I've got to say it there and then whether it's nasty or not Ask me 30 seconds later after I said it, because I might offend any of you. Ask me 30 seconds later what I've said, I'll go, I don't know. Because to me, I've said it, it's gone. Yeah. I've released whatever I needed to say, and sorry if I've offended you, but that's how it comes across. You'd said that was quite deep when I asked you that, so I'm going to ask you one even more than like that. Ooh, that people do relate to like that is... Tell us about a time when you really did that and how did you feel when people explained to you what happened? In that moment, I'm like, Mm. that's your problem, not mine. Attitude. But if I'm in a a caring sort of mood, I'll be like, oh, sorry, I'm awful sorry. And then I'll go in myself and go and have a cry in the corner. And like, I don't want to, don't want to. Because the people pleasing bit starts coming in then. Yep. But do you become reflective or people pleasing? Um, only uh, the last few years I've come reflective of people pleasing. But then you can go too far. Yeah. And that's something that we'd like people to understand is the one thing that's really come out from that so far is take the label away, the divergent, take away the ADHD. What have you actually described any of your symptoms, you call it any of the things that you do, Anything like that, there's not what any other human being would do, given certain circumstances. We'd all do it. Mm-hmm. We are no different. The one thing it comes across a lot with us that when people realise is everybody's unique. We all have our own traits. We all have our own things that will annoy us at times. We all have our own things, yeah, we'll get excited about, are passionate. I love this. I love doing these podcasts because I'm really passionate about letting people know, educating people about to understand that every single person in this world has got a place. Sometimes we don't always realise it in the moment, but when we step back, I wonder how many people would have heard what you said there and stood away in a corner sometimes and cried. How many of the people that actually pulled you up for maybe the way you said something in that heated moment 
would actually sit back and go, I wish I hadn't said there that way, or I wish mm-hmm. I hadn't done that way. But they would never admit that. Oh, no, They'd no. probably think that. they go, I wish I hadn't done that, which is actually the same way you were feeling at that moment in mm-hmm. time about what you'd said, they would. So it's no different. What we have to understand is it's just sometimes how we treat each other. That's the important part. So I'd say we'd get on to this bit because it's my favourite subject, the label. Right. So when you go we are people first. Bit, yes, it's getting this bit. We've had all the nice and nice bits of people. Now you can be the real side you want to have the other side you can do this now. <laughs> what do you honestly feel that's made a difference to you by having a label? The only difference is, is getting my mind mapping software. That's it. So basically, you got a label, so you get something that somebody else hasn't got. So it just helps you to get something. Yeah. yeah. So did it actually make a big difference to your life by having that label on a day-to-day basis? Uh, no. However. No. <gasps> however. Dun, dun, dun. When I did get the label, there was that. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, then. Hmm. And a lot of that. And a lot of crying. And the reason why is the, ah, is it justification for me mm. to do the things that I can do or do do? And the crying was, the per- I was grieving for the person that I thought I was because it was like a grief process that I was going mm. through of like, but, and then as I was going through this grief process and then from the, who am I now? what the hell's going on? Where do I fit in the world? And things like that to what the, what am I doing this for? I'm still me. What's this got to do with the price of fish? Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm trying to get is that I've been through a similar process, but not got the diagnosis. Basically I was hoping I'd get. And then I thought about it, but I really, I get so worked up with that for so many years that it caused me more of an issue because I was mm. searching for a diagnosis. What I wasn't doing was accepting who I was. Exactly. Because I needed that to sort of justify it. You know, mm. that word. But then something that came to mind was actually a realisation is when I look back now, and it sounds weird, but I can look back and say that because they all keep thinking this happened to me in 2011, it didn't. It's happened sometime in my life that caused us. We just don't know when. Mm. Dog doesn't say it caused me you're younger. Now that's similar to you then, but a different way. But mine's was caused, they think, as a child. I had a serious accident that caused it, but my family don't remember, my parents don't remember, anything like that. But I've done sports in all life, so it could have came from something like that. But what I got the realisation was, I now understand why I was different at times. Why there was things that I was like in certain situations, but other people weren't. And I couldn't understand that there. And just jokingly things that people thought was great. Okay, an example, one really daft thing is I could drink like a fish in my teenage years in the early 20s. I could go to all my friends. All I did all night was go to the toilet and I used to laugh. What's the point? Just put it down the toilet because you have a drink, go to the toilet and you can do it again. You have another drink, go to the toilet and you can do it. And I would spend all night doing that. And I thought it was brilliant. So I got later in life and fun. I caused a lot of damage to myself by doing that because I could hold that. I thought it was great. It's usually a young person. You think you're magic because this is brilliant. But I wasn't. But I never realised I was different. I never realised that I had been causing damage all that time. But the realisation now let me understand why I was the way I was, the way I could do that. Did you ever get that as a moment when you went, ah, now I understand what you said there, those times at school when I used to sit there and wonder why those people are all talking or why they were on groups and I wasn't, 
Or why was I staring at that window and not listening to that teacher who was trying to teach me something? But I didn't do that. But I now understand why, because of the diagnosis mm. or the label. No, oh, definitely. And the masking. Masking comes in. Everybody masks. Yeah. Masking to fit in, masking to, you know, fit in, basically. Fit in with whatever was going around because I thought I was the weird one because I'd have them jerky movements and everyone would go, she's off. But I wouldn't like stomp around the room or nothing like that. But a lot of people mask, they mask at work, they mask at school, they mask wherever they are. Um, why do they mask is what I want to know. Why don't they just be you? Because we're all individuals. We've all got different things that are going on in our brains, whether you're neurodivergent or not. Drop the mask, ask for help. If you need it, you know, show your vulnerability. There's people that do want to help properly. So that's that thing then, Karen, isn't it? You know, you've been put in a box as well as the label. You've been stuck in a box by saying you got ADHD. Boom, you're in that box. But as you've already explained this evening that you're, you're completely different to somebody else that's got ADHD. But you've all been put on that same box. So why are you people- different to me as well? Exactly. So, you know, you've been given the label of ADHD and then you've been thrown in this box to say everyone with ADHD is exactly the same. As Tony picked up on earlier, you know, you're completely different. You're very bubbly. You've got a fantastic personality. But yet, growing up, you would have been thrown into that box. She's got ADHD. She's going into that box with everybody else who has ADHD and who is the same. But it just shows that everybody is different no matter what you are suffering with Tony's condition my condition what Tony suffers with is very similar to what I suffer with but mine goes a bit further into the the female side of things but when you take both of our symptoms they're not too far away from each other so does that mean we get thrown in a box together because you know we, we both started off with the same diagnosis in in the sense of same um, symptoms but we are two completely different people and we are completely different in everything else that we do so why are we thrown in yeah Tony behave so (laughs) so you've hit you've hit the nail on the head with something why I was getting a bit the label and I say about this just to convert some that Candice mentioned a minute ago there and if people don't understand what we're talking about by the masks go back and look at an earlier episode when I talk about why do we wear psychological masks and also there's one about vulnerability as well. Um, I did an episode on that because, yeah, you're right, Can It's two things that come up quite a lot. But the question that I've been trying to get an answer to because of what I was searching for, I didn't want a label. And that's not what I was saying a minute ago. I wanted a diagnosis, mm-hmm. not the label. I don't care what they called it. I just needed to know that how can they tell me they can't sort it anymore or it won't come back the way it has been if they don't know what it is in the first place. So, Can for you... By having the title, the label, what people I call it, ADHD, having the diagnosis, was that more important than having that label? Or does it not make a difference to you? Doesn't make any difference to me now. Mm-hmm. At all. So as long as you got the diagnosis, it, like, it gave you the understanding, but why? Oh, yeah, yeah. You the diagnosis gave you the realisation of, the realization of that's why you forget things that's why you've got no sense of time that's why you do whatever you do 
the labels just there for clothes and soup cans myself. So really is the label for other people and the diagnosis is for you rather than the label for you. Yeah, I think the label's for other people. Mm, so they can, the they, can go, they can go, they can go. A bit like what Leanne just said, is so they can put you into their box um, and yeah. that ticks something in their head. The yeah. labels, why I get annoyed about it is because it doesn't actually make a difference a lot of the time to the person. No, no, it doesn't. Their concern is the diagnosis, the understanding of who they are and what they go through, the realisation of the limitations sometimes it can cause, but also something that Karen's mentioned, and I hear other people talking about it. I mentioned before we come on, if anybody does want to look it up, there's a great, a guy, the new, the hint comes the new divergence, something on like 10 called Andrew Marsh. And he says a lot of things like that as well, that it's not only been uniqueness, but the individual, but it's educating people to understand that, that we don't need to put somebody else in a box. We don't need to give them that label thing where, as long as we understand how to communicate with that person. Now, we say that, I love this thing somebody said to me, when you're dealing with somebody that's in the head, I was going to do a client, like, right, this is how you need to talk to them, this is what you've got to do. And I went, no, what I need to do is to speak to them and they'll let me know the way they want me to communicate with them. I'm not going to have a preconceived way, this is how I'm going to talk to them, because everybody is different. Yeah, because everyone comes in with their preconceived ideas. Yeah, and if you do that, and you as the therapist, the coach goes in with that, you're also putting your perspective on life onto them rather than finding out the way they want to be communicated with. I wouldn't do that with anybody else. So why would I do it with someone just because they've told me they've got this label? I wouldn't do it with somebody. If Leanne walked in and out and not knowing who she is and came in, I, I'd probably say, no, I can't take it as a client. No, seriously. <laughs> I, I would, he wouldn't want to. I, <laughs> I wouldn't go in and start having this preconceived idea, this is how I'm going to communicate to her. I would be asking questions, the same question, as I said, I started when I started the show, I always ask the same question to clients, tell me about yourself. And the reason being is because I don't have to ask them about the problems. They will always tell me. It. So I don't have to get involved with all that, what is wrong, why. I just tell a simple question is, two questions I always ask them, what do I do and who are you? Two simple questions. When I ask people that, it's amazing their perception of what I do, but also about who they actually are they become the issue because they've been given that label. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to build up a celebrity to see. This is why I love what Leanne said to you. Some I do a brain. She, the last couple of weeks, I watched that people notice this now, that Leanne does this. She asks us who you are, and if you answer it, and you only tell us about what the issue is, Leanne will then ask again, yeah, but who is Cam? Who is Tony? Who is Leanne? That's what we want to happen. We want to know the person, because the whole point of this is to show you're an individual. You're not an ADHD, a new divergent only. You're a person who that's part of their life, but that's not who they are. The person had, is this bubbly, lively, energetic person that's sitting in front of us now. And the one thing we haven't got out of this so far, and we're all this far in here, is what does Karen actually do? Oh, dun, dun, dun. I get into your brain. No, all, this really. up to all these things you've talked about, who you are. <clears throat> what do you actually do with all of that? I am a well-being coach and I go mm -hmm. into corporates and I give them well-being audits and well-being programs whether that is stress anxiety and anything like that and I do this through improv I do this through just chatting to them and grabbing them by the ankles and going I will work with you no I don't do any of that um 
Oh. Just be careful, just in case. Next time she walks in the office, sit back. Yes. <laughs> Everyone keep away. And a lot of, oh, a bit of comedy as well, have you noticed? Um, a lot of people have said to me, I should be a comedian. But you always put a smile on my face, Karen, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I don't realise that I'm that funny and I'm going, why are you laughing? It's not no. that you're funny. It's that you've got <laughs> such a fantastic personality that comes across that it, you just shine. And, you know, it's very hard to be miserable around you. Mm, thank you very much I like that so yes I do a bit of that and I do a bit of this and do a bit of everything and NLP and hypnosis and meditation and who said ADHD people can't do meditate you do tapping uh, as well yeah. don't you I do EFT yes. yeah do a bit of that as well yeah. I, I'm smiling because I said to can before we come on it's like hearing someone saying everything I do back to me while we're sitting with us and there's one thing that we haven't said on there but People know on the show, I do just whatever you just mentioned, all the meditation, mindfulness, EFT as well. Um, but you said about later in life, going to university and getting that. I've got three months, four months left in my last year at uni. So even that side, we've even got that in common. I'm just about to finish mine in May. So it's but what I've loved about this then, just putting that, the reason I brought that up is not showing that we do the same things around. It's to show there's no difference between the two of us. I have got issues with my life. People know I've been on a journey for 11 years, 12, 12 years this year, I've been on a journey and mine's will be there for the rest of my life. And I know that. So I have to work within that. I work with the tools I've got. So does Cam. Yet look what the two guys do. We do very similar things, but we are conti people. I know my work, when I last job in corporate, I was sent to an IME, independent medical advisor, to see if they could keep me working, if it was worth it or keep me on because I had to keep in operations because of my illness. And they were like, yeah, nice love to fuck it for me. You would have to let him go because he, I, it was true. I loved what I did. I was passionate what I did. And that's why I took it into this. You do the exact same thing. For me, you show through that it doesn't matter about limitations. It doesn't matter about labels or anything. It's what we do with our life that counts. So anybody oh, yeah. listening to this, whose child or who we did mention before we come on, on far enough, the last thing I wanted to talk about with us that led to it is you were diagnosed, you said, with ADHD in your 30s, right? Were you, nowadays, over the last five, six years, I think I've noticed it more, is seeing more and more people in the 40s and 50s now getting diagnosed with ADHD or ADD. So when you're looking at why do you think there's been such a surge over the last, say, up to 10 years, 10 years, are more people suddenly being diagnosed, adults being diagnosed like this? Um, I think it's more prevalent in the news. It could be some celebrities that have just got their diagnosis and they're talking about it. It's more known about it. It's not being shoved under the carpet anymore, maybe. Um, maybe the people that I went to school with, and that was the 80s, that we did a thing. This is where it sparked with me. We did a thing and it was only four, six weeks and it was say how you spell it. Mm-hmm. So enough would be E N. O double F. But that's not how you spell enough. It's E N O U G H. And that's where my sort of, hold on, th- these words sound like this, but they're like this. And started my brain started going <laughs> a bit. Then maybe they've got children or grandchildren that they've found differences or, oh, that's a bit, oh, they're like, oh, that's a bit, maybe there's a bit of that going on as well. Because I only went to uni to prove to my son that he could do anything. 
because he mm. is severely ADHD, uh, dyslexic. He got his diagnosis. I got mine. And I did it to prove to him, listen, if I can go to uni, you can do anything. So if I can do it, anybody can do anything they want. You're not bound by any limitations except the limitations in your head. So get out your head and go and do stuff. Do it. And that probably where we should leave that on it, because that is a brown way to finish. It is true to say the only limitations we have are the ones we make for ourselves. And that is so true. There's nothing you, you can get in life that's any different from that. And we use the word box, like getting put in a box, everything. Everybody should think outside the box. If we all thought inside the box, we're born in life. We have to be different. We have to have uh, nuances that make us different from each other. We have to have different ways in our behaviours, different ways in our abilities, different ways that we do things. But just look at the night, even the three of us, the backgrounds we have, different parts of the country, different things we've all faced in life. But the three of us are here, and we've not really stopped smiling since we've come on here tonight. <laughs> we've all enjoyed the conversation. It's been a very relaxed conversation. But hopefully we've got the message to other people that sit there. doesn't matter when you get a label or you get a diagnosis or you get someone giving you whatever, telling you what you can or cannot do. Kansas Ellis, if you tell her she cannot do it, she will do it. I mm-hmm. the same sort of thing. People say, say to me, I do not like to get told I cannot do something because I will find a way of doing it. Sometimes to my own detriment, I must admit, something's in your mind, you've also got to sit back and say, is that really or should I be doing this? But what is great about it is... If you take anything away from this episode tonight, is the fact is just treat everybody kindness because you don't know what the other person is going through. So if you treat everybody like that, then our children see that. The example that Karen gave about showing her child, her son, how he can actually face things in life because of what he's going through. But if we all did that as a society, do you not think there'd be less and less of the stigma around about these things? I've got one mission in life and a vision in life of it, and that's to have mental health conversations just the same as physical conversations in daily life. I would love to be a world leader that does that. That's my ambition in life. It's got everybody talking about it. But you know what I thought someone said to me today? That's not what you want. What you really want is everybody just talk about health. Take the word mental out, take the word physical out, and just talk about their health. If you have to talk about it, talk about it that way. And it's true. That is what I want to see. And what we've done tonight is give a start to people with that, as they can see that it's just health issues that we all maybe have, but it doesn't stop us being who we are. And that's and the one We are thing. only ones that can do that. So don't yeah. let anybody else do that to you. And I think that's one thing as well. When you communicate with people, especially over texts, and you text them, and you haven't seen them for a while, maybe a few years, you know, longer, you say, hi, how are you? Married, kids, you know, you go, you go through that little reel. What about saying, hi, how are you? Are you happy? And yeah, that's one thing, are you happy? And that's something that I always say to people, if I haven't spoken to somebody for a long time, I always sort of, how are you? You happy? You know, rather than the pressure of have you got kids? Are you married? You know, have you got a really good job? Do you drive? They're the things that, again, will limit people and make them feel very down if they if they haven't. So why start with that? Why always start with the same questions? Why not just start with, are you happy? Mm-hmm. So, so simple thing, we started the show with who is Karen? So we're finishing that. We now know who Karen is, but we also know what Karen does. Yeah. We also know that Karen has no limitation in her life because she will do whatever she wants to do. Now, you can't get any better way than finishing than that, as you can do whatever you want to do in life. Go and do it. So thank you very much for joining us all this week. Make sure, as usual, please take care of yourselves, but also take care of your families as well and be kind to whoever you meet. You never know what they're going through. So thank you very much for joining us and good night from me. And good night from me. And see you later.
Thanks, Karen. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Thanks, Tony. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for more great conversation, valuable tips, and positive ideas, allowing you to take your first step towards learning, growing, and succeeding.